Taiwan's newly appointed defense minister says his goal is to be ready for war at all times. Defense Minister Chiu Guozhen, who assumed his post last month, was speaking to lawmakers during his first interpolation session. He said that the military was preparing as if conflict could break out in the next six hours. He emphasized that the military aims to be self-sufficient in the event of a war, instead of assuming that other countries will come to Taiwan's aid. For the first time in his capacity as Minister of National Defense, Cho reported to the Legislative Yuan on Wednesday. Lawmakers congratulated him on his new position. They also tested him on how he would navigate shifting geopolitical tides. U.S. Indo-Pacific Commander Philip Davidson has said war could break out in the Taiwan Strait in the next six years with a communist invasion of Taiwan. He said it would take the U.S. at least 17 days to reach the first island chain. But from what I recall, the Ministry of National Defense has always said that Taiwan would be able to hold the line for at least seven days. It doesn't matter if it's 17 days or seven days. A military's top priority isn't looking at six years down the line. We already have protocols in place for if something happens in the next six hours. There's a principle I stick to, and it's that this is our country and we have to rely on ourselves to save it. How long it would take for someone else to reach us is not a factor we consider. The point we have always emphasized is that if you want to fight, we'll fight you for as long as you want. We won't be going into it counting down the days. Taiwan will fight for as long as China fights, he said, taking a tough stance. In addition, he said the military is changing its approach to China's warplane incursions. We know that it's a tactic in the war of attrition, so we are adjusting the way we deal with it. If we continue with a one-to-one approach, our losses will be tremendous. So how can we monitor the situation through other means, in a way that gives us a full grasp of the movements and lets us react if necessary? The military already has a plan in the works and will follow that. The defense chief said Taiwan would also work to enhance its joint operational capacities. The threat of China looms large. The defense and foreign ministers of Japan and the U.S. met in Tokyo on Tuesday to discuss the Chinese threat. In a joint statement afterward, the officials acknowledged that Beijing's behavior presents challenges to the international community. They also underscored the importance of peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. The huge enemy that Taiwan is up against really puts a lot of pressure on us. The officials have acknowledged this. I think that future cooperation based on the existing foundation and additional talks would both be positive, and we'd be glad to see it happen. The minister said the union of Japanese and American forces to counter China was a positive development. At his first showing in the legislature, it was clear that many challenges lay ahead for Taiwan's defense minister. The health chief has denied a rumor that Taiwan will donate its AstraZeneca vaccines to Paraguay. According to digital news outlet UpMedia, Taiwan has agreed to give away 2 million doses of its AZ vaccines to support its ally Paraguay. Health Minister Chen Shizhong nixed the rumor on Wednesday, saying that Taiwan doesn't have enough vaccines to go around. The health minister reported for questioning at the legislature on Wednesday. Concerns focused on Taiwan's AZ vaccines, which were due to complete the testing process that day. Amid reports in Europe of allergic reactions and blood clots after inoculation, the press asked what Chen would need to see before suspending the vaccines. That would be scientific evidence. It would be nothing more than related assessments, such as those indicating that there are certain sensitive groups or that certain background values are exceeded, etc. We need to 
collect extensive information before making a judgment. Chen emphasized that he needed scientific proof before stopping the rollout. Meanwhile, lawmakers are volunteering for the vaccine to show support. We of the Social Welfare and Environmental Hygiene Committee are willing to take the lead in getting the vaccine. We're inviting committee chairwoman Chen Yuzhen to join us. We do still have to respect the views of experts because at this point in time, it's not as if we have extra vaccines to go around. I personally have no problem with getting any vaccine. That's my personal stance. I don't have a problem getting any vaccine. Everything in life is transient, and death is not to be feared. The lawmaker's words of confidence had an uneasy reception. In related news, a rumor has cropped up that Taiwan plans to donate 2 million vaccines to Paraguay. The health minister firmly denied it on Wednesday. At this moment, we cannot afford to give away vaccines. I have heard nothing of the sort. This is a piece of disinformation with no basis in fact. The report states that they will use our money for purchasing vaccines. It is true that they will use the money we provide under a bilateral cooperation framework, that is, our five-year cooperation plan with the government of Paraguay. In the future, if they sign a contract for vaccines, our money will be used to buy it. They agreed to it, and we agreed to it. Speaking to lawmakers, the diplomat said that funds allocated to Paraguay under a cooperation plan will be used by that country to purchase vaccines. He emphasized that Taiwan did not intend to give away its own vaccines. Taiwan has formed its first travel bubble and it's with one of its diplomatic allies, Palau. The highly anticipated program will open on April 1st, offering cooped up locals a chance to vacation overseas. Travelers will need to test negative for COVID to qualify, but they will need to face 14 days of quarantine upon returning to Taiwan. Wearing masks with the flags of Taiwan and Palau, government officials announced the Taiwan-Palau travel bubble. According to the preliminary plan, China Airlines will offer two round-trip flights, each capped at 110 group tourists. Palau's president will visit Taiwan on March 28th and depart on April 1st, the same day the first tour group leaves Taiwan for Palau. Indeed, it is the first of its kind in the Asia-Pacific region, and we are thrilled about it. As for the opening of our borders, this is a new approach for us. Taiwanese passengers must arrive at the airport four and a half hours before departure to get a PCR COVID test. They'll receive the results two and a half hours later. If it's negative, they'll be allowed to board the plane and won't have to get another test upon arrival in Palau. After returning to Taiwan, travelers will be subject to a more stringent form of self-health management, after which they'll get tested again. If the test is COVID negative, they can continue on with nine days of regular self-health health management. They will not have to complete the 14 days of quarantine currently required for arrivals to Taiwan. In the future, travelers leaving Taiwan will be first taken to the shipping container facility for sample collection in groups. When the results come out, they'll be allowed to check in and enter the controlled area. Public health precautions will be in place during the trip. The CECC says entry to Palau is strictly one group in, one group out. Tourists must keep their distance from locals traveling from place to place in shuttles. They'll have to stay at hotels certified by the Palauan government. Designated dining areas will be arranged to maintain social distancing. 
If they or someone they live with tests positive for COVID, we would launch an investigation into the contacts. Of course, their close contacts would not be allowed to fly. The CECC says that before leaving for Palau, those who test positive will be contact traced. The rest of the group will be allowed to depart. The health chief says the rules will be reviewed on a rolling basis. If all goes smoothly in the first three weeks of the travel bubble, service will be double to four return flights a week. Later on, they could be further increased to a maximum of eight return flights every week. The last baseball qualifier of the Tokyo Olympics will be held in Taiwan in June after being suspended last year due to the pandemic. Taiwan plans to open a travel bubble for the baseball teams of participating countries. Under the planned measures, athletes will have to test negative for the coronavirus before arrival. They'll be subject to a shorter quarantine period of just five days. A total of six countries will be competing in the qualifiers. Four of them are already known. They are Taiwan, China, Australia and the Netherlands. The remaining two teams will be decided by the America's Olympics qualifiers to be held in Florida in early June. The Taiwan qualifier will be held June 16th to 20th in Taichung and Yunling. Taiwan shares closed slightly down on Wednesday as market, market heavyweight TSMC went ex-dividend. The chipmaker faced mounting selling pressure in afternoon trade before closing down 1.15% or 7NT. And meanwhile, transport stocks continued on their winning streak with Yangming Marine Transport gaining more than 4%. The weighted index finished the down the day down by 0.6% at 16,215 points. TSMC went ex-dividend on Wednesday with a payout of 2.5 NT per share. The stock struggled to recover, but finished the day down 7 NT at 604 NT. The winners of the session were subsidiaries of Honghai. The group's electric vehicle venture ended up nearly 2.5%, while its partner, Yulong Motor, also closed higher. Transport shares, including Yangming Marine and China Airlines, extended their rally, stabilizing the broader market. In today's market, we're seeing dividend yields go up. That's an optimistic signal for future growth. Industries that got hit last year have had a chance to recover. Last year, there was impact on the raw material sector, as well as the travel and air transport sectors. Today, we're seeing that these shares are clearly on the rebound. For TSMC founder Morris Chang, TSMC's dividend payout sits at an estimated 312 million NT, which will be dispersed April 15th. On Wednesday, TSMC's retail investors said they're hoping for a quick recovery. In terms of growth, we are still optimistic about advanced manufacturing processes contributing to revenue and profit this year. So once the revenue and profits start catching up with the share price, TSMC will recover from the drop. And in the medium to long term, there's opportunity for more growth in the stock price. The analyst says he's bullish on TSMC. Meanwhile, finance stocks have lost momentum as traders turn cautious ahead of the Fed's policy meet. Analysts say the market's fate will hinge on foreign capital as well as global fiscal trends. A new surveillance camera can tell if pedestrians are social distancing or wearing masks, even when scanning large crowds. The new CCTV system was developed at Chang'an University's AI Center. Researchers hope it could be used to improve Taiwan's response to public health threats. Students come and go in the atrium all day long. 
but on this surveillance camera, they're marked with red or green boxes. This visual public health surveillance system was developed by the team at Chang'an University AI Center. The green boxes indicate a mask is worn, but if you don't social distance, a red box replaces it. The system can even tell if you wear a mask incorrectly, exposing your mouth or nose. As long as we can collect and analyze data from all the different locations, then we can monitor it. It's much more comprehensive than the spot checks used in the past. That means, as long as you have surveillance camera footage, it can immediately identify. It's very different from current identification systems that only monitor one person at a time based on facial profiles. As the center's deputy head Chen Renhui told us, identifying objects with footage like this allows you to monitor who is wearing a mask and social distancing. And the key innovation is it can identify multiple people at once with 97% accuracy. When we first wanted to collect some data, we asked students from the lab to walk around and collect that data. Actually, we don't have a lot of fancy pattern masks in our data set, so there could be some errors identifying those. We'll have to adjust it to the most suitable parameters for the data set. They plan to deliberately create more data using multicolored masks to overcome that flaw. In time, they hope to use data from public CCTV cameras, which could be used to improve Taiwan's public health system. Last summer, Taiwan saw the travel industry reinvent itself in the face of COVID with pseudo-overseas travel offers as a rescue plan for the industry. Since December, a second wave of flights and ocean cruises promises to scratch travel junkies' itch. But will a mazu pilgrimage on a plane catch on? Let's find out. Staff on this cruise ship sings and dances in traditional bohemian costume. Welcome to our cruise! Cruise passengers can make their own dream catchers, taste Czech cuisine, and buy goodies at the market on board. When you're done with the Bohemian market, you can have a picnic in one of these tents. A tent on the water, no less, with a sea view stretching to the horizon. The only thing missing is the chance to hop down at a foreign port. Cruise operators are offering holiday packages themed around different countries, with this first one based on Bohemia. Japan comes next, and then it will be Thailand's annual Songkran Festival, recreated on a boat. On board the ship, you can enjoy the most authentic Southeast Asian and European cuisine, food from all around the world, even Japan. We have so many international dining opportunities on board for our passengers. We can't go abroad, but you can try them all at once here. An airline is also offering a special travel opportunity, a Matsu pilgrimage in the sky. Five pilgrimage flights will lift off from May onward. Other seats are available for the public. The flight will depart from Taoyuan, passing over eastern Taiwan and reaching the far south before coming back via Penghu, Jinmen and the Matsu Islands. We will hold a prayer ceremony on board and then have a sharing about Matsu and me, for which we will be gathering contributions with prizes available. The Transport Ministry says that pseudo-international flights began last August with a first wave of 58 flights cruising the skies with over 10,000 passengers. In December, a second wave began, but since then there were just four flights and 400 passengers. The novelty may be wearing off. Results are out for a Taiwan Star College admissions program. This is a diversity program that sets aside spots at 
top schools for high achievers from every corner of Taiwan. This year, 345 students were admitted to National Taiwan University. They hail from 232 schools, including three that had never before sent a student to NTU. They are New Taipei Shuangxi High School, Taoyuan Xinwu High School, and San Yi Senior High in Miaoli County. One student admitted to NTU is Xie Peitsi from Taoyuan. She trained to be a dancer in junior high, but an injury forced her to quit. Afterwards, she threw herself into her studies. Her efforts paid off with admission to NTU's Department of Agricultural Economics. All of Taiwan is in pineapple fever after China announced a ban on import of Taiwan's golden fruit. Chefs up and down the country are finding creative ways to use the sweet and sour Taiwanese specialty in new and improved recipes. But that's not all it's good for. We spoke to a chemistry teacher who has an unusual use for the sweet treat, a cleaning agent you can make yourself at home. You can even use it to wash your dishes. From zesty mango and pineapple tea to beef noodle soup sweetened by the spiky fruit, China's ban on Taiwan-grown pineapple sparked off a national fervor. But did you know that even the spiky skin and the leaves can be used as a natural cleaning agent? Here's the recipe. Shave off the skin and chop up 300 grams. Then mix with 100 grams of brown sugar and a liter of water. That's a ratio of 3 to 1 to 10. Mix the sugar and water, then add the pineapple. Then screw the lid on tight and date the container and you're done. Leave it in a cool place for three months and you come out with a pineapple enzyme cleaner. All natural, no toxic stuff. What matters is the pineapple's enzymes and its digestive properties. So when we're stewing pork chops and it won't break down easily, we add in pineapple and the enzymes and the pH of it help break down the food. The main thing actually is the acidity of the pineapple. It causes mild corrosion and disintegration of the ingredients, which can speed up the removal of dirt. Let's give it a test. Using the cleaner on these dishes, even stubborn pork fat comes straight off in no time. We also tried it on a table. Kitchen grease is no problem. The only thing to remember is you have to regularly open the container to let out gases. When the lid is shut tight, you need to open it up once every two or three days to let out the gases. Otherwise, it will probably get too pressurized and it could crack the container, or something bad could occur. Your mixture is good if it comes out this brownish color. It's normal to have bits floating at the top. So next time you run out of cleaning agent, why not think of Taiwan's pineapples? A new automated cake machine is all the rage at Fengjia Shopping Town in Taichung. The machine produces egg cakes, a kind of sponge cake with no human supervision. Some customers say it produces the perfect treat, but others say no machine can match a human baker for that custom-made cake just how the customer likes it. Open up the oven and a fresh batch of egg cakes greets the eyes. Then a mini mechanical hand plucks them out. This mechanical baker fills up a bag full of five mini cakes. For customers, it's a fully automated experience. There's no filling, but it seems more solid than most egg cakes elsewhere. 
When they're made by hand, there's a baker there to chat to. With a machine, you just chat to your friends. The machine includes this fridge at the bottom where ingredients are stored. The oven at the top features the mechanical arm. One batch of ingredients makes 60 portions, about 300 individual cakes. The machine's inventor specializes in automation. His team spent 18 months and 3 million NT on the invention. The hardest thing, I think, was where the machine has to touch the food. It has to abide by safety regulations. We spent quite a long time researching to select the materials. A traditional baker flips the griddle to get the perfect golden results. This cake maker says she's not concerned about a robot rival. Some people like it almost burnt, some people like it a bit soft. Or they want a bit bigger or extra ingredients. This machine can't do that. Ms. Hong says her baking mastery lets her produce the perfect cake for each customer's taste. Meanwhile, the machine has the opposite promise, just the exact same every time.